So if you're going to put school as a plan B, if you're going to succeed outside school, you've got to be able to understand back your ability, burn the bridge. There's no point of return to mediocrity and where you initially were and make sure you understand it's going to take you three years, a thousand days, five to six nights a week. It's not overnight. It's not an overnight process. If you're not born for that mentality, play it safe, go work five days a week, 40 hours a week, play it very safe, get an average salary, live an average life, tippy-toe your way to the graveyard, 65 years old, die or retire, one of the two, at 40% of the income you made throughout your entire life that won't last you more than two to three years because you're taught how to be an employee, not how to be an entrepreneur, and just follow the sheeple mentality. We are Mentally Great. I am your host, FLB, and our mission is to unleash your potential. In today's episode, we'll be giving value on how to achieve remarkable success, on how to overcome mediocrity, and how to turn your dreams into reality. We are welcoming today a very special guest. He's a remarkable entrepreneur with over $1 billion in sales by the age of 25. He's a three-time best-selling author and a world-renowned speaker. Sachin Govinder, welcome to MG Talk. Thank you so much, man. I truly appreciate you having me on and even thinking about uh, you know, me adding value to you and your audience. It's such a pleasure to have you here. I read some truly crazy things about you. Um, first of all, you were introduced to personal development at the age of eight years old. How did this happen? I just want to know how an eight-year-old is introduced to personal development. You know, my parents, well, it started before that. My parents got uh, divorced when I was two years old, and uh, my sister and I were stuck in the middle, so I didn't know what's right and what's wrong in life. And uh, I just thought it was normality. Uh, my parents have never said hi or bye to each other since I've been two and now I'm 26 years old. So it's 24 years of my life. But when I was two years old, I started living with my grandparents. And um, you know, when I turned six years old, my dad started to teach me how to play chess. So that visionary skills allowed me to start thinking three to five, five to 10, 10 to 15 moves in advance in life. And then eight years old, I got my mom trying to be a better parent by introducing me to personal development. My dad trying to be a better parent on the other side. And I'm just sitting here absorbing self-development from both sides. And I remember very clearly they introduced me to books, audio, seminars, mentors. And that's the, the very first year when I heard the word mentors, visualization, affirmations, a personal development. And I just absorbed every bit of it but that was my underdog advantage. And that's 18 years ago. So for the past 18 years, I've been self-developing myself and working on me. It's pretty fucking, that's crazy. That's literally crazy. Since you were eight years old, you're now 26, 18 years of consuming information, getting that personal development, getting all the insights and putting it all together to become who you are today. This is fucking crazy, bro. I truly respect you. And there's a lot of crazy things about you. That's not just one thing. Um, a lot of people think that school or college is for everybody. But there's a lot of things that should not, a lot of people that should not be in college or school. Entrepreneurs, athletes, 
artist that could potentially become the next Jeff Bezos, the next LeBron James, the next Drake, they are not meant to be in the traditional schooling system. And when they are, they tend to fail because that's just not how they work. That's not how they function. So most of the time, they end up being told by teachers that you're never going to be anything in life. And they base that opinion on a report card and on a letter put on it. At school, your highest qualification was a D, but you achieved incredible success at life. So my question for you is, what advice would you give someone that thinks that school is not for them and that just wants to follow his passion? Well, you know, I believe every single one of us are born for something great in life. And I just couldn't read, remember, and rewrite the next day to only forget the following week. I couldn't do that. Um, I just believed, you know, I was born for something greater than just that. And I went to school and I looked at school being a plan B in my life. Um, in, in 2012 was my final schooling career year. And I remember very clearly it said D on my, on my report card. And, um, you know, I was that guy that went to school for the weekend. So if anyone can relate mm. and they're not book smart and their parents are teaching them, you know, or, or forcing them to become an academic in life, you've just got to understand it's not sustainable. Find something that you're so passionate about that wakes you up every day and you resell yourself on a daily basis. You know, in my culture, there's a lot of arranged marriages, not where I'm from, but outside back in India. And uh, I'm not born in India, I'm born in South Africa, but, you know, a few generations back, you know, there's arranged marriages. Now, imagine if you find yourself in an arranged marriage, you've never met the person before, but your parents forces you to actually sustain that relationship. Mm. It's not going to work out. Mm. So you've got to understand, number one, your parents are always wanting to do things for you that they've never done. Send you to schools that they've never been to. Find a profession that they couldn't succeed at. And they only think and know that that's the only way in life. Until you start breaking down the top 100 wealthiest people in the world and you start realizing they're high school dropouts, they're university dropouts, they're college dropouts. Some of them even pursued an entire education system, and they're in a total different direction than what they studied in life. For me, I just looked at it as a plan B. I always realized my plan A is my businesses, that I'm going to start launch scale. But I also realized if I'm ever going to study in life, I need to be able to study with something that I'm passionate about. Mm. I'm not going to do something that my parents want me to do when they're not going to pay my bills in life simultaneously we all study to go out there and put ourselves in a student loan make sure we in debt to then get an education to then try get a job to pay back that that degree that debt that we put ourselves into if i was ever going to utilize that money towards education i was going to use it to start my own business mm. and i i convinced my parents that i want a gap year and now i'm in my eighth gap year <laughs> and uh you know Literally eight years after school, I can tell you that some people are born for education mm. and some people are born for something greater than education. And for me, I just utilize the educational system. What I knew 
as my foundation, just like the respect I was taught, the values I was taught in school, as well as my parents taught me, I use it as my foundation. I use it as, you know, the light at the end of the tunnel, but I need to do more to go out there. You know, if you're willing to buy into your teacher's opinions, you need to be willing to buy into your teacher's lifestyle. If you see your, your teachers driving to school with the car that you want to drive, well, buy into their lifestyle, buy into their opinions. If you want what they have, do what they've done. If you don't want what they have, do the total opposite of what mm -hmm. they've had. And, uh, you know, for me, I've always done the opposite of what 99% of the world does. Why? Because I want the 1% result. I understand 1% earns 99% of the world's income that floats around the world. That's crazy. That's crazy by the fact that a lot of people are just put in that school system, not by willingness or not by wanting to be there, but by, the, by their parents. Because their par parents' expectations of them is either to become an engineer, a lawyer, or a doctor. And if you're not either one of the three, then you're a failure. And I exactly. never got that in my head. How to, like, there's this quote that says, you can't judge a fish's ability to climb a tree. You can't do it. There's some people that are good in sports. Others are good in business. Others are good at or martial arts. Martial arts. What am I saying? The, the, the world basically, yeah. What I'm saying is that every single human being is meant to be doing something only he can do. And that's what most people don't get. That's why most people go into jobs, go to their nine to fives and are unhappy or stressed or depressed because they're not doing what they're meant to do. And the different thing about you is that you just took the completely unconventional route. You took the route of, look, I'm not going through the status quo. I'm not going through that route. I'm going to build my own future. I'm going to build my own route. I don't care what people think. And that, I have to give to you a lot of respect for that because a lot of people just succumbed to the external expectations of parents, of friends, and of society, and you didn't. And that's what, that's what makes you so different and it's so special that you have this willingness, this persistence, this consistency to look. No matter what, I'm going to build my own future. And that, I give a lot of respect to you, bro. Um, We've, we've got a lot of really good questions. Um, yeah, a lot of people, they're brainwashed into thinking that school will bring them success. And you did the complete opposite. And I, I can relate to that because I was the kind of student that thought of school as my plan B, that thought of school of something that just wasn't meant for me. So for you, what would you give? What advice would you give to someone thinking that, Look, my parents, they don't want me to drop out of school to follow my passion. What advice would you give to that someone if you're looking at him face to face? Well, I would never tell them to make school a plan B if they don't have what it takes to do what they said they were going to do. Mm. So I knew that I was going to become self-made, self-paid, and I knew I was going to turn anything I touch to gold. Why? I knew my work ethic. I, mm. I knew the self-development. I knew what was up here, my, psycho my psychological state. I knew all of that. So mm. I had that backbone. You know, a lot of people will say, I'm going to become successful, but they don't have that backbone. They don't have the ability to carry on with what they said 
they were going to do. Most people are just so um, elated to go out there and achieve instant gratification, knowing that the majority is not going to succeed in life. So if you're going to say you're going to do something, burn the bridge. There's no point of return. You can't go back in life. You've got to be able to move forward one foot in front of the next. And you've got to be able to understand that it is going to manifest. It's just a matter of time. Darkest point of the day is always before sunrise. It's where most people quit. 5.30 a.m. You're quitting, but 15 minutes later, the light is going to shine. So stick it out, although you can't see the light instantly. And, um, you know, that's why most people aren't born to become self-made and self-paid. Most people aren't born because they aren't trained. It all comes back from their habitual state, how their parents created values within them. So if you're going to give up school because you believe in more, if you're going to go out there and you know, put school as a plan B, if you're going to want to become a, a multi-millionaire, we've got to be able to understand firstly that school has never created multi-millionaires. They still have to do something after school that makes themselves a multi-millionaire. And, and, and I can sit here and debate the whole day with people who looked at me at school and said, if you're not a doctor, lawyer, an accountant, engineer, as you mentioned, you're never going to make it in life. Well, you got to look at it from a point of doctors aren't wealthy. It's a person who owns a practice. Lawyers who aren't wealthy. It's a person who owns the law firm. Accountants are not wealthy. It's a person who owns an accounting firm. Accountants work for people who own the accounting firm. Lawyers work for people who own the legal firm. Someone like me who has no clue how to run a legal firm, I just come in and say, hey, we got the financial resources. Let's hire the people who know what they're doing and let's pay them an average salary because all they want is averageness in their life and let them run it for us. And, and people need to understand that. You don't need to know everything, but you just need to do something. Everyone that is self-made and self-paid is self-taught. Because if you can't be self-taught, you can't be self-made and self-paid. Mm -hmm. And even if you try to walk around with a degree or diploma to your name or title to your name, you're not guaranteed an income. If COVID taught you everything, it's going to teach you one thing. It's going to teach you that right now, people who are over-talented, over-qualified are underpaid. People who have no clue about running online businesses, if you don't have a smartphone that you're making money from, it becomes a dumb phone. And I've only made money from my phone. So right now we've got 13 year old kids accidentally clicking on a link somewhere on Google and becoming a millionaire overnight. Why? Because they took action. But the people who believe, well, hold on, the internet's a scam. The internet doesn't work. Well, Jeff Bezos made over 50 billion in four months through this pandemic. And all the people who lost 50 billion, he just took their money because he was smart enough to do so. So if you're going to put school as a plan B, if you're going to succeed outside school, you've got to be able to understand, back your ability, burn the bridge. There's no point of return to mediocrity and where you initially were. And make sure you understand it's going to take you three years, a thousand days, five to six nights a week. It's not, overnight, it's not an overnight process. If you're not born for that mentality, Play it safe, go work five days a week, 40 hours a week, play it very safe, get an average salary, live an average life, tip you your way to the graveyard, 65 years old, die or retire, one of the two, at 40% of the income you made throughout your entire life that won't last you more than two to three years, 
because you're taught how to be an employee, not how to be an entrepreneur and just follow the sheeple mentality. I can't do that. And the 1% who agree with me today can't do it. The 99% who literally is listening in right now into the podcast or they miraculously found this podcast and heard this few lines. All I'm telling you right now is if you don't agree with us, that's fine. It's because society already screwed you over. You already caught up for the past 20 years. I can't do anything in 30 minutes to try change the way you think. I'm not here to change the way you think. I'm here to help the 1% make more money they've ever made. Sit here and think we're scammers or sit here and think we're doing something different because we're going against the grain. That's fine. We're not looking to convince you. We can't even convince you to breathe even if we wanted you. I completely agree. Like every single word you just put out right now makes so much fucking sense. It's crazy. A lot of people, what you said is so fucking relatable because a lot of people, they, they just follow the crowd. They go through the nine to five college school and they never feel fulfilled. They never feel happy. They don't have enough. They never have enough. And that's what's crazy is that why should you be average? That's my mindset. Why should you be average if you could be great? Why? And that's the question most people don't ask themselves. They just unconsciously follow everybody. Like the social, social, like when you have people around you saying an idea, you just follow them. You accept what they're saying. Why accept what they're saying if you could build your own future? And that's crazy for me because uh, at one point in my life, I was like, why should I follow the crowd? I'm going that way. Just like you did. You went that way. The most successful in the world, Jeff Bezos, they went that way. Well, everybody else was going to the followed path. And that's where most people go. And that's where they are unhappy, stressed, depressed, unfulfilled. And they go through a life of mediocrity. And, and if you, you, you want to go through mediocrity, that's when I can assure you, you will be unhappy, stressed and depressed. That's it. That's it. We just shared in 10 minutes, the exact formula to take your life to the next level and to stop being average. Uh, we're going to go through a lot of questions right now to take your life to another level. So you got the opportunity to interview some of the most successful, influential, and revolutionary people of our world from Les Brown to Mel Robbins to Bob Proctor, you had the opportunity to interview some of the greatest icons of personal development. What is the best advice you ever got? Well, the best advice I ever got was they're all normal people. If you really and truly break it down, they're all normal people. All of them, including me, we're all normal people put on a pedestal. So when we start to look at people like the names you mentioned, they look so far elevated. They look so high in the sky. They look so successful that we can't relate to them as normal human, pe human beings. Off the camera, they're normal people. They're all on my phone right now. We, all, we always have conversations. They're normal people. They breathe the same air that we all breathe. They walk like we all walk like. They talk like we all talk like, but they don't do two things that we all don't do. They don't think like we all do and they don't act like we all do. So if you break them all down, every single one, you encode all of them, you find the common denominator amongst every one of them. Every one of them thinks differently and acts differently. And that's what separates them 
from the ones who don't achieve success versus them who achieve success. They go through the same prosperity, adversity, plateaus in life. They go through the same testing times that we all go through, same recession. They go through every single thing that we go through. The only difference is you don't see that side of them. Why? They have momentum in their life. When you have momentum, it is very easy to find a morning ritual. It's very easy to find a working schedule. It's very easy to pick up the phone and make calls. It's very easy to do a billion dollars in sales at 25 years old when I was 25 uh, last year. It's very easy to do all that stuff when you have momentum. It's the hardest thing to create momentum in life. Mm. The hardest thing. It took me seven years to create momentum. But all people see is that one year in 2019, when I started 19 companies and did a billion dollars in sales. That's all people see. They see the 44 episodes I put on YouTube with 44 hours with icons like Akon and Rick Ross and Robin Sharma and all the people you mentioned. That's all they see. They don't see what it takes to get to that stage. And that's the problem. So we as human beings, including the names you mentioned, gets paid in public for what we do in private. So everything we do in private, the several hours, one of my good friends, by the way, um, I'm not sure if you know him. He's one of the top pop artists in the world. His name is Post Malone. Mm. Uh, Post Malone came to South Africa and I got the chance to hang out backstage with him. And he got paid about $2 million to sing for 90 minutes. What most people don't see is Post Malone got paid $2 million in public for what he did in private for several hours, weeks, months, and years. It took him weeks to put that album together. It took him weeks to find the features and to get into the studio and craft it up. But in 90 minutes, he made $2 million because all the people see, and that's why they can't relate because they see him and they say, wow, Post Malone made $2 million in 90 minutes. I can't do that. What they don't understand is behind the scenes, there was a lot of other stuff happening, just like what's happening right now. As people can see, this is being recorded. I've done several years of work before you asked me to be on your podcast. You would never ask me to be on your podcast if I never had 700,000 followers on, social, on Instagram, um, let's just say 2 million on all platforms. If I never do a billion dollars in sales, never start 19 companies, you would have never asked me to be on your podcast. But I got paid in private and public for what I did in private for several years. And it came back from when I was two years old, my parents got divorced. If my parents didn't get divorced, if someone who's listening right now, if they're not going through this mess, they will never create their message in life. If they're not going through that adversity, they'll never create the advantage. If they're not going through pain, they'll never create their passion. If they're not going through the trial, they'll never create their testimony. If they're not going through their frustration right now, they'll never create their freedom in life. They need to go through it. Because when they go through it, the only way through is through. And they'll come around and their story will be the untold story that people get, that people pay thousands of dollars to listen to. $2 million in 90 minutes, but five, 10 years behind mm. the scenes of playing guitars and doing everything, mm. people have to understand we get paid in public for the work we do in private. A hundred percent. That's what most people don't get about the best in the world. Muhammad Ali, Cristiano Ronaldo, Messi, Post Malone, Akon, the best in the world in their own field. What they don't see, they see the final result. 
they see the guy performing, getting two million. They see the guy playing football, scoring a hat trick. They see the guy making a billion dollar in sales. But what they don't see is the hours and hours of hard work put behind the scenes. They don't see Sashin working all day on his business. They don't see uh, LeBron James working all day on his shot. They don't see Post Malone uh, practicing every single day, his music, his guitar. They don't see that. What they see is the final result. So they say, this guy had it easy. This guy had, has talent. And what, most, what I don't get about people is that they always make that same excuse. This guy had talent. I don't. This guy had talent. And I don't think you could ever achieve anything in life if you don't work at your talent. If you don't put in the hard work, the consistency, the persistence every single day. That's what makes the difference. Um, another question from Rick Ross to Akon to Dr. Dre London. You had the opportunity to talk to the best of the best in their industries. What is the one common attribute that all of those extremely successful people had? Work ethic. They all have uh, a ridiculous work ethic. And um, they see most people in life believe in working hard. And working hard is good, but I can take you to a third world country like Africa, anywhere in Africa, like South Africa. I can take you to China. I can take you to India and I can show you how to work 16 hours a day and still not get paid what you want to get paid at and the type of desired income, income you achieve. And then I can take you to a place like Los Angeles where people work like third world, but they think first world. At the, so they're working hard at their own ideas. Everyone's working hard for their boss. So if you work hard for your boss, you're never going to become a multimillionaire. But if you work hard for yourself, there's a better chance that you can become financially free in life. So the problem is, what are you working hard at? Who are you working hard with? And most importantly, who's keeping you accountable whilst you're working hard? So they're finding people who are aligned like them and they're working hard in a way that you, it's not like I want to work hard for 20 years of my life. I want to work hard for three years so I can live 30 years, not work hard for 30 years so I can breathe for three years. Mm. Very different. So working hard whilst working smart. That's the best advice. That's the best advice. Cause I think I always think about the fact that you have all those people in those third countries working 16 to 18 hours days, but then you have the same people that are putting in the same effort but in a different way they're using it with a with a successful mindset and that's what makes the difference it's either you're working hard with a bad mindset or you're working hard with the mindset of success and that's what makes the difference between you or someone else that might not have achieved what you achieved and that's why i respect you so much sashin because that what you achieve is really crazy I have another question. You're a big practitioner of affirmation, visualization, and manifestation. And you told me you started your journey of personal development at the age of eight. What did you start with and how has those practices affected your life and your success? So my parents made me um, get introduced to um, a lot of mind power stuff, psychology, um, and, and they based, so I used to play sports. So they made me see things before it was there. 
And that made me manifest it by attracting it into my life, by putting the right type of message out there. So they would make me plant seeds of thoughts and water it with more positivity and work. So when you look at the word S-A-W, saw, I saw myself living in the former president's house when I was eight years old. I saw myself driving a Ferrari when I was eight years old. I saw myself speaking in front of 25,000 people when I was eight years old. I saw myself building businesses and doing what I'm doing today when I was very young. So when you take the word S-A-W and you flip it around, it stands for W-A-S. I was there in my mind. In my mind, psychologically, I was driving that car way before I even drove that car. I was walking around my dream home way before I even walked around mentally. I was speaking for 25,000 people way before I physically did it. So I mentally lived it and it looked like deja vu. It felt like deja vu when I manifested into reality. So my parents taught me, find a mentor, find someone that has what you want in life, emulate their process and not their results. Don't get so fascinated about their results that you emulate that and you fall short because you don't know what they did. So always find out what they did to get what they have and emulate them. And then most importantly, when you find a mentor, you stay coachable, trainable, and teachable to that mentor and you always remain humble. And then you learn from the mentor. The more you write, the more you apply. The more you apply, the more you have. And just keep that rotation and never ever think you're the teacher until students show up. Most people achieve a little bit of success and now they think they're the mentor. Now they think they can start teaching. I wrote my first book eight years, seven years after my first business. I wrote my first book after I did a billion dollars in sales. I wrote my first book after I created a business that had 150,000 distributors, affiliates, and marketers. I never write my first book to try sell books to make an income out of it. And then simultaneously, they taught me that you've just got to be able to affirm what you want into life. So I've talked about the acronym SAW, S-A-W. So you got to see things, you got to affirm it. And then they taught me to work hard. They said nothing comes easy in life and you got to put the work in. And I bridged everything that they taught me into understanding every single day. We pick up pieces of the puzzle, which is clues from people. And we've just got to put it together. And the moment we put it together, it looks like a masterpiece, but it's going to take a lot out of you to get there. You know, Jeff Bezos in 1994 was worth absolutely nothing. And last year, he was worth 100 billion. And then he goes through one of the biggest divorces in the entire industry of entrepreneurship. And he gets sliced by half. And then through the pandemic, he doubles, triples, and quadruples what he was worth. It just shows you when you pay the price, the price will eventually pay you. Don't focus on the results. Focus on doing what you're good at. Let the higher power, let the universe, let whatever God you believe in, Make sure that it attracts into your life. You just focus on what you're great at. Don't focus on manifesting the results. And if you don't manifest it, you're never going to achieve it. No, focus on what you're exceptionally good at. And that's the handful of things that you need to control. Control the activities. The results will be controlled by the higher power. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. Because a lot of people, what they do is that 
a lot of people think I, I the one of the first books that I ever read was The Secret by Rhonda Byrne. And this book basically shows a very positive aspect of manifestation, of visualization, and how you could change your life just by putting a seed, as you said, a thought inside of your head and just change your life. But one thing that is missing in the secret is the hard work. It's the part where you're putting the work. Because I don't think you could achieve anything, even if you visualize it all day without putting in the work. What is your, uh, what is your take on that? I mean, I, I totally agree with that. I mean, once again, they gave you the entire masterpiece in the secret, but they never give you one piece to the puzzle, which is work. So you can't expect everything to be handed to you. All of these clues are given to you. Maybe it's in the secret. Maybe it's outside the secret. You've just got to find them and put them together. Working hard is definitely a trait that you need to make sure is a part of your schedule, is a part of your environment, is a part of your mantra. And then when you start to work hard, eventually you work smart in life. One of my businesses, I worked so hard at it for six and a half years that for the past one and a half years, I never had to do one meeting for it. And the money still showed up every single month. I mean, one of them, one of my businesses, the money still showed up every single month. And it was nothing less than $100,000 that showed up residually. And, but I paid the price. Mm. So you've got to put the work in. And that's why I say to people, they miss the W-O-R-K in life, work. This is not called play. This is not called relax. This is not called chill. This is called work. You put the work in and eventually you will find the income working for you. A hundred percent, a hundred. Like I completely agree. Because I think a lot of people, what they do is that they have all those dreams. They want to become that professional athlete. They want to become that successful entrepreneur. They want to become that successful businessman. But then they don't put in the work. They don't put, right. put in the 16, 18 hours a day. They don't put in the effort you need to put to get where you want to get. And that's what, what's missing. That's what makes the difference between a successful artist and Drake. That's what makes the difference between a successful basketball player and LeBron James. Right. That's what makes the difference. And that's what makes the difference with you. For example, you're, you put in the work. You put in the visualization, the manifestation. You put in also the physical work. You studied your stuff. You put in the action. And a lot of people don't have the consistency, the persistence, the resilience to put in those two together to get where you are or to get where the most successful in the world are. And the question that I always ask on this podcast is, if you were to have a time machine and go back in time and tell something to your younger self, what would it be? Well, the very first thing I would do is, is say to my younger self that people are naturally going to screw you over. And if you understand that you, my, my dad actually taught me three things that I never take into consideration at a young age. He told me at a young age, I just thought I overlooked it. He said, number one, son, you can't trust your left hand from your right hand. He said, number two, you have two hands, one to give and one to receive. And the minute you take with both hands, someone will take from both hands from you in due time. Third thing he told me, son, you'll be able to count your friends on one hand if you're lucky. Because sometimes it's one finger. Sometimes it's two or three fingers. 
if you're lucky, all five fingers. And I was just that type of person that put my heart on the line to help people achieve their results. And I got screwed over hugely. I mean, um, but, but I don't regret anything, but I would just have no expectation from people. Having expectation from people always sets you up for disappointment and always leaves you on the end of the line thinking, what if I never help this person? What? Because not everyone's going to stay coachable, trainable, and teachable. Some people just want to use you and abuse you for the wrong reasons in life. And that's fine. Another thing he told, another thing I learned from life, and, and I wish I knew this at a younger age, was spend the majority of money on, do, on investing on things you know, you're educated about, and you're passionate about. Don't diversify just to say you're diversifying, because that could be a very expensive expense. And, and, and most people want to diversify into every industry. They have no knowledge about it. But there's a lot of people in their ears telling them, you'll make money here, you'll make money there, do this, do that. And a lot of that is literally going to screw you over. Stick to your gun, stick to what you're good at. Don't go out of your lane. If you're not passionate about it, Ronaldo's not playing two, three sports at one day. He's focused on soccer. He's focused on it. And look at what soccer's done for him. Michael Jordan never become a billionaire of playing basketball, but look at what basketball's done for him. Jay-Z didn't become a billionaire from making music, but look at what music has done for him. And I can name you story after story. Kanye West, he never become a billionaire from making music, but look what music has done for him with Easy and Gap and all these other deals. Get good at something worth getting good at and don't lose focus on it. A hundred percent. I love how you said that because it's, completely true with all the knowledge you have right now you have all the knowledge of hard work consistency every single thing every single ingredient for success with all the knowledge you have and you had to go back in time start over your life with no money no resources no nothing what is the first thing you would do i would test out ideas and start businesses in that way rather than go out. Well, firstly, let's take it a step back. I personally develop myself because that's all I know. I'd personally develop myself. I'll make sure my backbone is solid and straight up and it's aligned and it's my foundation. Then after that, I would start launch and scale businesses. And I still firmly believe out of the 19 companies that I own, the direct sales industry is like affiliate marketing. It's probably the most lucrative industry to go out there with no capital. I started my first business with $110. My first business was $110. What was my it? My first what was real it? business. Yeah. Direct sales. It was sales. It was like affiliate marketing. Partnered up with a company that was in the travel space. Mm -hmm. And I literally created sales and leadership. And I drove that to making me residual income, passive income. And that's all I did. I didn't do anything else. I didn't do things that I was not good at. I focused on what I was good at. And that allowed me to get to where I am. So, and then I, what I would do is focus more on that than trying to spend my money diversifying on other things out there. Because the money you're making, the worst thing is taking good money and putting it in bad money, putting it in places that does not make you money. And people can relate to me right now because they've learned the expensive route of life and success. Sashin, if you were to, to, to be right now, the 90, a 90-year-old 90 Sashin, a 90-year-old version of yourself, 
what would you say to your 26-year-old Sashim? Would he do something differently or what would you advise him? I would just say, learn how to work smart with the legacy income that I've created. But know for a fact that you're living, and I'm, this is exactly what my dad and my mom told me, you're living under my roof, which means I will pay for your food, I will pay for your education, but I'm not going to pay for the rest of your life. Understand that I might be successful, but you're not successful yet until you can create what I've created yourself. But if you're creating it using my money, my success, my foundation, my credibility, then all you really are is a mentee of the mentor system. But the minute you have the ability to do it yourself, you can go act however you want to act. And that's why I wear plain t-shirts. I don't wear Rolexes and all that stuff. And because I've, you know, it's not, it's not saying that I'm an inheritant kid or I've, I've passed that stage. I learned how to do it. I learned how to get messed by it. I learned how to, it got to my head, but now I'm so zoned in. I'm becoming a better person and casting a better vision. Sashim, last question. What is greatness for you? Greatness is being able to impact other people. Wealth, greatness, success, all of that stuff comes from and, and is measured by how many people you've created and how many success stories you've created. So they say, show me what you have and I'll show you how successful you are. I'm going to say, show me, show me how many success stories you've created and I'll show you how big your legacy is and how successful you really are. Don't show me your cars because your cars could be owned by the bank. Don't show me your lifestyle because your lifestyle could be funded by a credit card. Show me how many success stories you've created. And that's when I'll call you a success story or someone that is greatness in their life. So what is success for you? A lot of people for them, success is getting that new car, getting that new house, getting that fancy watch. What is success for Sashin Govinder? Well, success used to be all of that stuff for me. When Same. I bought the Aston Martin at BMW 18, Aston Martin 19, Ferrari 23, President's House at 24. That's what success was for me. Success to me is being able to say five, 10 generations down the line, they don't have to work for money. They have to work because they want to work and not because they have to work. I love that, man. I love that. Any last message, last piece of advice you would give to the upcoming generation? A lot of people in that upcoming generation are just are not living to their true potential. And that's what we stand for. Mentally great, unleash your potential. A lot of people, and I always talk about that, that the grave is the place where the most lost potential is found. These are people that could have done great things, people that could have achieved things, made history, but that just didn't take that first step. So for someone watching, what is the first step they could take to bring their lives to the next level? I would tell them because they're young, because they are millennial, I would tell them to think like a millennial, online, smart, uh, and then act like a baby boomer working hard. So think smart, work hard. And then secondly, think first world, work third world.
that's what I, that's the best advice I'd give them. And don't, don't ever think that success is owed to you. Don't ever think that people owe you anything in life. No one owes you anything in life. If anything, you owe yourself everything in life. A hundred percent. Sashin Govinder, it was a true pleasure having you on. Where can the people reach you, get your programs or contact you? Well, firstly, they can go straight to Instagram, Facebook, YouTube. They can go to The Millionaire Student is on YouTube or Google that. Or, and by the way, The Millionaire Student uh, is a self-development entire ecosystem and then they can add me on Facebook and Instagram. It's Sashin Govinder, S-A-S-H-I-N, Govinder, G-O-V-E-N-D-E-R, or win with Sashin, not lose with Sashin, win with Sashin. And then uh, most importantly, go to YouTube, go check out my uh, podcast. It's 44 hours of free content, and it's enough stuff to allow you to start today. Other than that, I would just want to thank you for having me on, and thank you for allowing me to have a voice on your podcast. And I truly appreciate it. If this episode brought you value, make sure to subscribe for more life-changing episodes.